bringing you key insights, tips, and advice from the brightest minds in the Canadian franchise industry. This is the Franchise Canada Chats podcast. I'm Travis Tinning. And I'm Patrick Wyness with Franchise Growth Lab. Your guest hosts for season six of the Franchise Canada Chats podcast, where we take you into the world of franchising. Our interviews are with franchisees, franchisors, and industry leaders who give you on-point expert advice and share their franchising insights and experiences. On today's episode, we had a chance to catch up with Lexi Miles Corin. She's the founder of Wax On Laser and Wax Bar. And um, we were able to get into the story behind the brand name, uh, what it takes to be a Wax On franchisee, and some of the great work that Lexi and, and the Wax On team do in, in the community. And did you manage to talk Lexi into giving you a lifetime membership at Waxon? That's, that's a very good question, Travis. We actually did talk about it, uh, but you're just going to have to keep listening to find out. Enjoy the episode. Well, welcome to Franchise Canada Chats. I'm Patrick Minas, VP of Operational Systems at the Franchise Growth Lab. And today I'm joined by Lexi Miles Corin, the founder of Waxon Laser and Wax Bar. Lexi, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Today, we really want to dive into more about Wax On, more about you and, and learning more about the business. But why don't we start with, um, tell me a little bit more about the brand, the story behind the brand. Tell me, tell me more about Wax On. Yeah, so um, we specialize in hair removal, obviously, um, but I started Wax On almost 10 years ago, and uh, it came from being the exact clients that come to us today. So I always say, you know, it was my confessions of a waxer at the time, and I used to frequent admittedly like the mani-pedi type places uh, behind the shower curtain for a quick cheap wax because I was really busy traveling all the time um, in my consulting career at the time. And uh, I wanted an affordable, convenient wax, but unfortunately the quality was definitely not there. And anyone who has been in my shoes, which I know is many, hence why our business has been successful today, it's, uh, it's not a great experience. And so in doing that and then spending some time in the States and recognizing these wax bars that had been pa- popping up there, I saw a really great gap in the market um, because at the time in Canada, we didn't have anything like it. The specialization of services were pretty much uh, only at blow dry bars. And I thought, you know, what a great opportunity uh, to latch on to and start my own franchise um, with at the time, funny enough, a goal of, you know, big goals in mind. I always wanted, you know, I knew this was going to be something I was going to open multiple locations. And I said, okay, yeah, like we'll open the first one. And in the first five years, we'll have 100 locations. <laughs> we don't have a hundred locations, <laughs> but that's all right. I, I, I love the goals. <laughs> I love the goals. And, and, you know, I've heard quite a few founders say very similar. Um, so, Hey, we, there's, there's plenty of time, no rush. No, <laughs> no, rush. no. I mean, I'm happy with the pace that we've grown and it's intentional, which I know we'll, we'll talk about a bit today. Um, but ultimately wax on, we provide, you know, the best hair removal experience every time, uh, laser waxing. Um, but we're so much more than that. We really are a place that embodies the culture of empowering women. Uh, Our purpose statement is that we provide, you know, a safe space 
that inspires you to live more confidently in your own skin. Um, and so that's through the education we provide to our clients through a number of different areas, the products we provide, and then of course the experience and the culture that we have. We have, you know, some of the lowest turnover rates and for our staff and an incredible culture uh, to work and be part of uh, that includes, you know, just tremendously passionate people about what, what we do. So we're a lot more than just hair removal, even though, you know, at the base, that's, that's the core, core competencies of our business. And it was interesting. And in, in I had an opportunity to talk to some of your team members. And that's one of the things that they, they, they brought forward was the, the culture. And it's, it's more, it's more than just what you guys are doing. It's how you're doing it. And, and so I know that's something you've taken a lot of, a lot of pride into. So I definitely want to touch on that, but tell me, tell, what was your background? You know, I, you know, you, you've been doing this for the last 10 years, 10 years prior to that, were you doing a lot of waxing? No, no. And, and you don't want, no one wants me to wax anyone even today after 10 years. Um, I actually tried because when you're around it so often, you think it looks easy and you have a lot of respect after you try it yourself. Uh, and I'm sure anyone during COVID can appreciate that because I know there are a lot of people at home trying hair removal on their own. And uh, one of the things that came out of COVID was the resiliency of our business and all the clients realizing like, oh no, we need to leave it to the professionals for a reason. Um, but I digress. So my background uh, pre wax on, I was a management consultant. So I worked in various businesses and anything from, you know, I was in Las Vegas, uh, consulting at the MGM, uh, there. And then, which was in my twenties, spectacularly fun time, as well as very hardworking, uh, to Yale hospital, to insurance companies, and really looking at their business operations and how we can drive efficiencies through the business and increasing revenue, decreasing costs, so when I started Wax On, really like ultimately the convenience of the services and the offering that we would provide was something that sparked me. But also from economically, I saw this as a really great opportunity for a business to be really successful. Um, so personally, and and anyone I recommend who's starting their own business uh, should do you know similar is. From an operations perspective, I knew I had us covered and, and I knew how to run a very like lean system and, and all of the, that good stuff, but needed the support on, like you said, the actual waxing and training um, and providing that exceptional service and the client experience piece, which I have hired around me incredible people to make up for that. Uh, and that is truly like what has made us so successful is our dedication to ensuring the consistency of our client experience every time at every location, no matter who you see. No, I, I love that. I love that you bring up the client experience. And when you marry the client experience, like you say, with, with that lean methodology and the efficiencies, that's, that's when the business really starts to make sense. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. When, when you started this, I mean, obviously there's, there's many options to, to grow locations. And, and when you had that big goal of growing to a hundred locations, was it, was it always franchising that, that came, came to mind or, or was it, do I go corporate? Do I go franchise? And then ultimately, why did you choose the franchise path? So this has been like, that question has been the story of my career. Mm. Um, because when I started, it was, it was like many businesses and, okay, I want to grow. How am I going to grow and scale the business? Well, of course I'm going to franchise. Um, 
but very quickly I opened. So our first location was incredibly successful. I opened our second one within a year and a half of our first, and then two more, I had, I had four locations in basically four years. And so the business, you know, started off and continued on really well. Um, but what I learned very quickly, uh, was the importance of the systems and tools and support that you provide, especially when you're putting this in the hands of someone else to run. And what also came very apparent was the importance, as we mentioned, of the culture and the brand, um, the brand experience, the, the client experience, and how we, that truly was like very near and dear to my heart to maintain that consistency from each location that we opened. And so I learned that, you know, if I wanted to maintain that, you know, our brand values and make sure that every location we were opening had the same person running it with the same, you know, not the same person, but the person running it with the same ideas, values, et cetera, that, that we do as, you know, in our intention to start it, um, that a slower pace at the beginning was important. So we started off and I opened, you know, a bunch of franchises uh, within a short period of time. And all of those have been incredibly successful. They're all still open today. And of, you know, the four of them, they own seven locations collectively. So they've got, or actually three of them own seven locations. So multi-unit owners there, all of that is like a really good story to tell. And most franchisors would probably have taken that and said, well, I've got a really great system here and I'm just going to exploit it and scale like crazy. And instead, I took the opportunity to say, okay, so now we have some great case studies here of successful franchises. Let's take a step back, recognize the gaps in our system, our management team, training, et cetera, and where can we actually be better so that now, today, being ready for the growth that we're about to experience and are in the midst of experiencing, um, now we feel 100% confident in taking on a franchisee who's investing money in a concept that we've created. And I take that to heart. I take that very seriously and ensuring their success and that they have the tools and everything that they need to run with it. And as long as they have like the passion and drive and, uh, and are able to create that culture that we know works so well at Waxon that they can be incredibly successful in opening their location and opening multiple locations if they please. There's no better validation when your current partners can't wait to open the next location and, and do so successfully. So, so that's awesome. You know, I also know in, in franchising, a lot of franchisors fall into this, you know, five, 10, 15 location trap where all of a sudden things start to implode a little bit. So it's refreshing to hear that, you know, you've gotten to this place where you, you hit pause a little bit and you take a step back and, and you say, okay, what's working really well, what's not let's let's get really strong with it so when when we take that next run um we're all all the better for that so it's it's refreshing to hear because sometimes that happens by default and it, it sounds like you've made it by design so yeah yeah and i mean one of the i mean there were not a lot of good things coming out of COVID, but you take your learnings um especially when personal care we were closed for over 320 days um and the longest stretch was seven months and so during that stretch, I actually made the decision to keep on my entire management team. And, in, and it was this opportunity for us, which was one in a lifetime of our career for sure of wax on is that we actually got to work 
on the business. For the first time, our locations were so sadly closed and I was devastated about that, especially for our people. But we had the opportunity to work on the business and change systems and implement, you know, some new systems and tools and things that we knew would provide us, our locations, like to drive more revenue into them. So all of the existing locations, how do we drive more revenue and continuous revenue into those existing locations, not forgetting about them. And then how do we also provide an amazing franchising system that can allow us to scale, but allow the quality of that, those location openings and the success of those location open, openings to not be sacrificed. So it was a really unique opportunity for us to take advantage of and we really did. We hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Did you know that Franchise Canada has a newsletter sent out twice a month that's packed full of fresh franchise opportunities? With Franchise Canada e-news, you get new content sent directly to your inbox, and you can keep up to date on the newest episodes of the Franchise Canada Chats podcast that you're listening to right now. Plus, you get a free subscription to Franchise Canada magazine. Subscribe now at franchisecanada.online. Now back to the episode. Through through the seven months, I, I can imagine that was that was a tough time to be closed. How how did your relationship with your partners sort of grow or change over over that time? We grew so much closer. We were already very close, um, and with our partners and our teams, we made the decision to really lean in and like lean on each other. So I wasn't coming out of the gates as a franchisor saying like, Hey, I've got all the answers because no one at all during this pandemic had any answers. So it was really coming together, holding hands and saying like, okay, we're in this. How do we continue to do our research, stay on top of whatever subsidies are available, whatever things we can be doing and ensure that as soon as we're able to open, that we open right away, that we reopen strong and that we get all of our clients back in and maintain our teams. And that was a big, big kind of coming together for us. And we returned with 95% of our employees coming back after them being out of work for almost a complete year in total between all of the lockdowns. So that was, you know, really an effort on everyone's part of just like, continuously supporting one another, supporting our team members while they were out, trying to engage everyone through different means of newsletters and bringing in, you know, coaches and things like that, that we could do to just uh, keep that, keep our, maintain our culture. No, that's, that's awesome. And the reality is we still don't have the answers, but it sounds like you've created an environment where we're, we're going to figure it out together and we're going through this together. Yeah, um, yeah. hearing the, the, the 95% of, of employees coming back, I think that speaks a lot to your culture because I, you know, we, we can see it across franchising, just, I think across, uh, you know, Canada and North America in general, um, staffing is an issue. So it, you know, creating that culture where people want to come back to as soon as they have that opportunity. Um, that's, that's a job well done for sure. Thank you for sure. We're, uh, I take that, you know, to heart because it's a big piece of ours and our businesses are built on, is built on core values and, and respect and passion is a big one for us. So we tremendously respect the people that show up every day to provide the services to our clients. I think that that's, you know, the bread and butter of our, of our business is that training and, um, and the people that we hire in our locations, uh, and that equals, you know, the great success that we've had within the locations to date. So as much over the uh, the challenge of those seven months being closed, the reality is hair didn't stop growing. 
<laughs> so <laughs> here, here we come, we're getting back into it and, and it's, it's time to, to grow as well. Tell me a little bit about why, when, when you get someone looking at a, at, at a franchise opportunity, why wax on what's, what's, what's the exciting component? What, what would get me excited about this opportunity? I think it's the, you know, the things we've touched upon so far, it's the great thing about it is specializing in one area, the ability to manage and control and then, and see, you know, the monetize that business is pretty great um, because we're just focusing in one area and that's what makes it a very appealing business model. But then, you know, the people that we want as franchise partners at Waxon and, and that make for great franchise partners are the ones that also love all of the other things. And we have all of our franchise partners there, ex-lawyers, we have, um, you know, ex-marketing professionals, producers, we have some stay-at-home moms that have just decided for the first time in their life, like to do something for themselves and pursue their dreams and make their dreams come true. And then we have, you know, empty nesters who all of a sudden are like twiddling their thumbs. What am I going to do next and want to embark on this? But they all share one thing and it's an amazing passion for empowering women. It's truly around like the foundation of what we do. We obviously service a lot of men in our locations, but predominantly our service offerings are, are female and all of our employees are women. We have 150 women at wax on. So they have a passion for, you know, building careers within their locations and providing that amazing experience to their clients, as well as to the people that work for them and creating something for themselves. And what, you know, when we talk about how I've taken pauses in franchising and going back to your corporate versus franchise growth, oftentimes I thought, you know, maybe I will just do this on my own and open more corporate locations because I love opening them there. It's a lot of fun. I love owning locations. I own six of them still. Um, and I'll probably continue to open alongside our franchise partners. Cause I think it's important for me to stay in the game and know what they're going through while they're going through it. Had I not had locations for myself during COVID that would have been a challenge, but with, you know, us opening and them opening new locations. Um, it's just, they all share this, you know, passion for their team. And, and what brought me back to franchising was really the idea that I get to bring this amazing opportunity to predominantly given all of our franchise partners to date right now are women to women who have this dream of being an entrepreneur and they want to do something on their own, but they want a support system around them to do it. And I love that. I love the ability to empower women to take that leap and pursue those dreams and leave a job that you're not passionate about because you'd rather do something on your own. And you know that you could be a really good leader, but you just need the support to do it. And that's what we provide through our franchise system. No, I love it. You know, I, when, when I think of franchising in general, you know, I've been pretty fortunate to be a part of some amazing brands that, that have a very strong contingent of, of women leadership, um, women franchise partners. Um, but when I, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, when I go to some franchising events, especially big ones in North America, there's a lot of guys there. <laughs> it's, it's not that balanced. So um, it, it's, it's great to hear that, you know, it's not mandatory, but, you know, let's, let's, let's see what we can do here to, to, you know, have more women business owners step up and, and, and be able to give back in their community. And they're women are amazing business owners, like just on intuition alone, 
they make incredible and the empathy that we have, they, you know, really have the ability to build and grow the greatest teams and the most successful businesses. So I love the ability to be able to like back that through a business that I built. I love that. You talked a little bit about the support system and, you know, I know when you have, you know, prospects that are looking into franchising and unsure, one of the, one of the biggest questions they always have is, you know, how, how are you going to help me? I've never done this before. You know, a lot of times franchise partners have, have never run a business before. This is their first jump into it. Can you talk to me a little bit about the, the, the support in, in where you guys really focus on, on the help? Yeah. I mean, we don't focus in one area because we're alongside them the entire process um, from day one and, you know, scouting at real estate into uh, the project management piece. We actually have a project manager that works, you know, exclusively with them, putting, making sure that the build out goes successfully, ensuring that we basically kind of hand over the keys um, at the end of it uh, to, you know, it's like wax on in a box, kind of like we've got it all figured out there. So there's not a lot of places where you need to be thinking about anything else during those beginning process of, of course, we want people's, you know, buy-in and and we need them to be really excited about where their location is and all of that. But we really want our franchise partners focused on from day one, like learning the operations and how to hire the best team and how to actually like get the business off the ground from day one. So we support so much in the pre-work of like just the construction, real estate, all of that phase. And then alongside that timeline, we're training from day one through, you know, our guides on how to actually run this business successfully. Um, and then also have an incredible training program for the staff uh, that we we use within our corporate locations from day one, um, obviously is continuously being modified, but we ensure that any like waxologist, laserologist, they can't even see a client until they pass X number of tests, X number of models, et cetera. Um, and that all comes back to like providing that quality of service. So all the way throughout and then following the opening um, and then beyond, we have like support plans and people in place at all times. And we really hold hands together during the that pre-launch into launch and opening and then beyond, because honestly, a lot of the stuff just comes up after you open and you're in it and you're recognizing, oh my gosh, like, what do I do in this situation? What do I do in this situation? And the best part is because we've taken the time and have done the work, I've made all the mistakes already. Like I've gone through everything and especially now going through a pandemic, like our teams really know how to support and how to um, run a successful business. And so you know, I always say the most successful franchise partners are the ones that really truly believe and trust in us and following the systems that we've, you know, have found to be successful. And when they do that, it works. So it's, uh, it's really like a joint effort though. We hold hands throughout the entire process. You know, I, I always say to prospective franchise partners, you don't want to look for the system that tells you they've done everything right from day one. No. <laughs> you can look for the system that will fully admit we made a ton of mistakes. Oh, all <laughs> and, of them. <laughs> and, all of them. Learn from us so you don't make the same ones. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's a benefit of, of, you know, a steady growth um, business versus me having opened a hundred locations in five years. Like that would have been a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, we, we, we call it the science of scale and, you know, it's, it's all about trying to figure out how do you get to the hundred as efficiently as, not as fast as possible, as efficiently as possible with, without, uh, without going crazy. What advice would you have for someone that's, that's thinking about dipping their toes into becoming an entrepreneur? Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I'm not sure. I mean, you've obviously successfully made the leap from a, a, a management consultant, a corporate career into, you know, the craziness of entrepreneurship. What advice would you give for someone that's thinking about that? So first off, following your passion. Um, I truly believe you can't be a top performer in anything you do, whether it's running your own business, whether it's um, working in a business in someone else's business, unless you are really passionate about it. So that's first and foremost. I think it's so important to be really humble and uh, willing to recognize your weaknesses. And if you can, and similar to us saying like, we've made all the mistakes and now we know what to do and what not to do. It's the same thing. And and vulnerability is a really big thing that we promote within wax on and and being humble and, uh, and saying when you make mistakes and, and improving on those Uh, and I think that's really important in making a decision to start your own business or buy into one is knowing what you need to surround yourself with to be successful. So that's the second trust your intuition and your gut. Anytime I've gone against my gut, it's been a terrible, terrible mistake. Um, and surround yourself with an incredible team. And those are my like live and breathe. I couldn't have ever, uh, built an amazing, you know, built a successful business without having done that. And the team is far beyond, uh, what I, what I could have imagined. And, uh, it's brought us the most amount of success in being able to continue to grow and grow effectively because, you know, they make up for those weaknesses and, uh, they're also going to push you to work and be and motivate you to be better. Mm -hmm. When starting out, I mean, when someone's thinking about going down this path, they don't yet have that team, but they're, they don't necessarily have to do it alone. There's a lot of people out there, you know, friends, family, mentors. Has there been anybody, you know, that stands out for you when you were thinking about this or, you know, what, what should be, what should potential entrepreneurs be looking for as far as who should they talk to? Yeah, it's such a great question. Um, And for me, it's been different people at different moments in time and continuously, right? Like ongoing, but when you're starting out and team also, as you've said that like team doesn't mean the people you necessarily hire. It's just like that group that you surround yourself with. And what's really important. And I forgot to mention is believing in yourself. And what you need to do is provide yourself with a circle around you of people that are not questioning your motives of what you want to do, but supporting that. And that being very important to being able to continue to push yourself forward and make those key decisions at the moments in time you need to make them to make the leap into running your own business, right? Because there's these like key milestones that you're going to have to come across where you need to sign the dotted line. And if you don't have a strong support system around you to help push you forward and are questioning you instead, you're not going to make that leap. Um, but then lastly, like in terms of mentors and, and people, I think it comes back to like the, where you recognize your weaknesses. So, you know, for me, it's like bringing on a really good accountant at the beginning. As soon as I thought about this, it's like, get a good accountant. Cause that's just not something I'm as great at. And, and, uh, branding and marketing, like that was something I filled in the gap with. So 
I, you can, you don't have to have like, and build an entire team around you that is employees that are working for you nonstop, but try and consult with people who are specialists in those types of fields where you have weaknesses. And then that will help you to like build those building blocks and confidence, especially that you need in going into making the decision to move forward with whether it's your own business or investing in a franchise. And, and part of that is the vulnerability of knowing where you're not as strong. And, and like you said, and, and I've seen this with a lot of uh, franchisors. Yes, please find a good accountant early on, <laughs> please. It's so true. It really is. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. So one of the things that, that I really love about franchising is, is you have this opportunity to marry a national brand, you know, a, a big brand with local ownership that's, that's, part of the community and able to give back to the community. Now at Waxon, you take that a step further. Uh, tell me a little bit about some of the community organizations that you're really passionate about and, and ultimately give back to. Yeah. So as you mentioned, it's important both like on the local level. So we, you know, promote our franchise partners and being part of whatever, you know, uh, communities that they think are really important and uh, to them, but also, um, I, as a brand, it's really important and we're super passionate about giving back. Uh, so we've recently teamed up with, and we'll be announcing soon in the next coming months, a really great partnership, uh, with one girl can, and it's a, a amazing organization that helps to basically take girls, uh, in Kenya from, schooling into their university careers and then actually career placement and, for our teams and, and providing a, you know, a percentage of sales from wax on to give back to an organization for this um, and our franchise partners, like you can actually see the difference that you're making. You're putting a girl through school for every X amount of dollars. You're buying her a laptop, you're buying her this. And it's a really tangible thing that we can look back on and see the real, real impact that we've made. And it's an organization where our dollars go directly to the girls. And so, and that's really important to us. We've also made a very, you know, conscious effort of ensuring that we focus at wax on, on diversity inclusion, um, ensuring that, you know, uh, we're an anti-racist culture, um, that our teams internally know, and we've brought people in to coach them on knowing how to deal with harassment and racism and, um, and, you know, diversity inclusion issues within the workplace, as well as uh, working to ensure that us as a brand are very inclusive and that we're educated on how to work with clients um, who are transitioning or just ensuring that we stand to our, our purpose statement, which is uh, inspiring, you know, creating a safe space and, and inspiring you to live more confidently in your own skin. And that all comes back to all of these pieces. So we've supported a lot of, of uh, organizations through our diversity inclusion and one being uh, Black Women in Motion as well uh, throughout any, you know, months to months and just any any type of give back type thing that we can be involved in. It's, it's something that our teams are really passionate about and we love to be a part of. And it sounds like in what I see, this is something you've been passionate about day one. This is not something that, that started recently. This, this is from, like I say, day one. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes back, like, especially one girl can, it comes back to like, uh, what makes me click and, and it's empowering women. Right. So that's, you know, really core at our culture and, and 
that is why we've married ourselves to such a such an amazing organization. One of the things that, you know, talking to a lot of um, franchise partners that I've worked with that are female, you know, something that's come up time and time again, it's like, you know, I wanted to, I, I couldn't do this earlier because I wanted to start a family. I wanted to wait. I felt I needed to wait. I was told I had to wait in, in one way or another. Now, I'd love to get your thoughts on this because, um, you know, you've started this, this whole thing. You're not waiting for anything. Yeah, well, no. And I, I, we were chatting and I'm expecting twins and I have a three and a half year old and a two year old. So we're going to have four, four and under. So I am a very big believer in not waiting. It's you're, there's never going to be a good time. And, and I think a lot of people use that, especially when entering into a business of your own, you can use that as a very easy excuse and an out for yourself, especially as a woman, woman, but there's so much like women can take on far more than you can ever imagine. And, um, I was, you know, telling you that Clark, my son was born three days before the pandemic, before the lockdown. And that was, you know, owning a business and feeling the responsibility of all these people and employees and franchise partners, et cetera, and having a newborn, like that's a lot. Um, but we can do amazing things. And I don't think that there's, I think that oftentimes it's used as an excuse and that we should just go for it, do it, ensure you have the support that you need around you because we're capable of a lot more than we give ourselves credit for. And, and I'll agree with that because I see what my wife has done. <laughs> I'll shout out to my wife who also is, we have twins as well as we were talking about. So she can do amazing things. So yeah. yeah. And I mean, with our management team at wax on also, we have created a culture where I want, I have a lot of our team members being women, obviously they're going on mat leave and we've created a culture where I want them to be able to come back to work part-time if they want, or figure out how to do both so that they're not having to sacrifice their careers. Um, while wanting to enjoy the benefits and all the amazing things that come with motherhood. And so I would say the same thing to someone who was wanting to start their business. Like you can find supportive brands like ours who can understand and appreciate what it's like to have a family and also want to prioritize your own career and your dreams and not have to um, choose one. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I know one of the questions that a ton of people probably have right now are they're wondering if I personally am a, a wax on client. I mean, that's, uh, well, I was wondering, I mean, yeah, well, exactly. I have it as like a, I won't take an interview unless you've come to wax on. So, or we'll go afterwards. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Then we're going to have to go afterwards. And, and the, the caveat is, unfortunately, I'm not in Ontario. I'm on the West coast. So, so that brings me to, to my next question you know, you're looking to grow. Where are you looking to grow? Are, are we going to have someone out here for me to, to go visit anytime soon? Definitely. Definitely. No, Vancouver is high on our list for sure. I mean, we always say, you know, we're going to be, you know, we look to achieve wax on world domination. So that that's our, our, uh, vision, but absolutely like across Canada, um, is uh, is in the very new, near future in our expansion plans. We're looking for Vancouver. We're looking in Winnipeg. Uh, we have a location in Halifax, um, and uh, yeah, we want to be you know coast to coast. Love it. So I, I I do have one last question to put you on the spot here, and, and we haven't discussed this one at all prior. Amazing. So 
the name of the business. Oh, yeah. I hear your brother's taking credit for this. You know, what's funny is we were, yeah, well, yeah, probably a little bit. We, we were in all honesty, my brother went to, I have two older brothers. My brother went to uh, Michigan State University. So we were actually tailgating because I was, when I started Wax On, by the way, I was 25 years old when I opened the location. So we were tailgating. Um, it was a big game, U of M, MSU, like rivals. And I started talking about this idea of me wanting to open a wax on or a wax bar chain, chain of wax bars in Canada. And I was with my dad and my brothers and they were like, Oh yeah, that's an awesome idea. Like you definitely need to do this. And we were kind of, you know, throwing it around a bit and yeah, my brother, Mr. Miyagi me, he just threw it out there. He's like, wax on wax off. And that's it. Like it was the easiest, honestly, the name was the easiest part of the entire business, <laughs> everything else, building the business plan and all of that, a lot more work, but the name just came like that. So he likes to take credit for it, but, uh, and I guess, I guess I'll give it to him. I guess I'll give it to him. Well, it's not a, a childhood crush on Ralph Macchio. Shockingly. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I love it. Maybe surprised. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, Lexi, thank you so much for, for taking the time to share with us today. Really appreciate you sharing your story, sharing more about yourself and, you know, letting people know more about Wax On and, and if they're thinking about it to, to your words, to do it, don't wait, just get out there and, and move forward. So thank you so much. And um, I look forward to uh, being a client in sooner than later. I'm holding you to it. I'll reach out as soon as we're opening and you will be, uh, yeah, we'll get you in. But uh, you've also told me to make sure it's not you that's doing it. So I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. be sure no, of that. Definitely yeah. not. No, I'm not allowed to ask anyone. That's for sure. <laughs> all right, Lexi, thank you so much and all the best. Thanks. Thanks for listening. For more franchising resources, including how-to articles, expert advice, franchisee success stories, and franchise opportunities, visit franchisecanada.online. Don't forget to subscribe to Franchise Canada e-news while you're there. You can also learn more about franchising at cfa.ca and connect with specific franchise opportunities at lookforafranchise.ca.